1: This is Dr. Joseph A. Mills Jr. of God PMC Ministries of Virginia. Thank you for tuning in to our Reigning in Life through Faith radio broadcast. I pray that today's message will truly be a blessing to you. This week on Reigning in Life Through Faith. So in order for me to obtain the things in this physical realm that God has provided for me in the spiritual realm, I've got to walk in love in this physical realm. Thank you for tuning in to the
0: Reigning in Life Through
1: Faith broadcast.
0: Let's join Dr. Mills as he begins part one of Love, the Foundation of Faith.
1: You know, last time we were together, um, and I was talking, well, the last time we were together, I think it was, uh, it was Q and A. So the time before that, a couple of, been a little while. Uh, of course you all know I'm I'm talking about love and, um, there are some things that, that we, we must understand in order for us to move forward and do the things that God wants us to do. And especially when we talk about this year is the year of spiritual authority. Uh, love undergirds everything that we do. It's the foundation, if you will you get to thinking about, uh, what, what God has done uh, for us in us. And, um, the reason that, um, the Old Testament saints could not accomplish what God wanted them to accomplish was because uh, they did not have his nature in them and his nature is love and so he had to give them a law in order for them in order for him to uh, justify them and uh, everything that they did of course uh, they had if, if it was wrong against God's law of course that was a sacrifice that was given for it I'm gonna go to uh, Galatians, the uh, third chapter, for right now, and let's just look at something because uh, what we what we sometimes do is that we begin to mix up Old Testament um, Old Testament scriptures, bring it into New Testament, try to bring it into New Testament um, workings that we're supposed to do, and it it gets us into trouble. Uh, In Galatians, the third chapter, let's look at that for a minute, uh, 3.13. In 3.13 it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The law itself was there to show us that we couldn't or show them because we wasn't even involved as, as Gentiles. We weren't even involved. And that gets us into trouble sometimes as well because what we what we fail to realize is <clears throat> that a lot of times what's taught, what what um, what's taught through the letters that were written to the churches is that there were some dealings with the the Jews on certain issues that they were trying to get the people to do, and there was no need for them to do it here in Galatians is one of those one of those uh instant uh, uh, or events or churches that the people, the Judaizers, if you will, were trying to get them to operate under the law. And the apostle Paul, by way of Holy Spirit, explaining to them that the law doesn't, the law doesn't control our behavior now. Okay. And he says, he says, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. And I showed you all the—I uh, don't know where the last time we got over in, over in uh, Colossians, second chapter, where the law itself, or those things that the law would bring about on us, was nailed to the cross. It has been taken completely out of the way. So the law itself has been has been eliminated. Are y'all with me? Yeah. When you say that, though, people will think that they can do anything. You can't just do anything because what what has happened is our, our relationship to God has been set. But our ability to enter into the promises or the inheritance that we're supposed to have in the earth can be hindered through things that we do that is contrary to the commandments of God. Now, the only commandment, we only have two commandments in the the New Testament. Love. Love one another. Love God. Love God. Okay? It's vitally important that we understand, though, um, what love looked like. Because love doesn't look like what we what we came in from out of the world with. This is, uh, this is totally different. And so it's something that I believe that we we must look at. We must allow Holy Spirit to develop in us the love of God. If we're going to if we're going to experience any of the promises, the inheritance that God has, Provided for us, and we talk about all of the things. We talk about different things, you know, that God has provided for us. You know, when He says that He has redeemed us from the curse of the law, the curse of the law was three things that we know of. What were those three things? Sickness, poverty, and the second death. What was it? Sickness, poverty, and the second death. poverty, sickness, and the second death. Poverty, sickness, and the second death. Now, what we have to ask ourselves, are we still being affected by those things that we have been redeemed from? You with me? Okay. So if we're still being affected by what the word of God says we've been redeemed from, somewhere along the line we're missing it. Are you with me? It's not God's fault that you're not experiencing the inheritance that he has provided for you. Because that's a settled, that's uh, that's a done deal. It's settled. Are you with me? So the only one's fault it can be is ours. And so what we've got to do is find out, okay, where am I missing it? Where, where, where in my walk am I not doing what I need to do in order to, in order to, um, uh, partake of what God has provided for me? Are y'all with me? So I think sometimes we don't think about that. We, we just, we just, we just kind of go along, you know, and, um, we really, we really allow the thief to, to steal more from us than what we should allow. Well, actually, we shouldn't allow him to steal anything, from Now, well, let's look at, let's look at uh, Galatians three thirteen. I'm going to then I'm going to move on to um, I'm going to Romans because I'm going to talk about love and how what love does for us. Are you with me? 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it's written, curse is everyone hangs on a tree. That the blessing, you know, this is right here. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So when we look at back at the blessing of Abraham, Abraham was was blessed. Abraham was blessed abundantly. So we should be concerned then if I don't see showing up in my life the blessing of Abraham. I should be very concerned about that. I should be asking my teacher, Holy Spirit, what am I missing? Are y'all with me? I mean, y'all know the Holy Spirit is your teacher. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now, we're going to look at some things that uh, is just germane to everybody, but specifically in your own personal life, there could be some personal things that you, the individual, should be doing in order to enter into some of these things that God has provided for you. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the 13th chapter of Romans. Now, I realize now we often talk about 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, because, and we call it the love chapter, which that's fine and dandy. And uh, the love chapter tells us or explains to us how to function more perfectly in the gifts that God has given to you. And so it's through love that gifts function. You with me? Well, let's just look at our own personal life without gifts. What is it that I need to do in order for me to receive or obtain those things that God has provided for us as individuals that I should be entering into? Are you with me? Okay. So, uh, let's look at, I'm going to uh, look at this from uh, different translations as well, because I think it's, it's important that we see it from all angles. Are you all with me? Okay. Now, verse 8. Let's look at verse 8. Now, the first thing that verse 8 says, I'm going to read it from the, the uh, New uh, King James Version. It says, no one, I mean, owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Now the law we about right there. Although Jesus has redeemed us from the law, the law still has to be fulfilled in us. In other words, we're not lawless. Are you with me? And I think that this is where a lot of people think, okay, well, Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law, then I don't have to, don't have to be concerned about the law. No, we have a new law that supersedes all of the, the laws, that the thing, different things that we were looking at in the Old Testament. And this is what he says right here. He says now, oh, no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. got it? So if I love the way that I'm supposed to love another the law the law is not going to, I'm not going to how can I say this? I will do nothing that is contrary to the law that God already had in existence because the law the law is still there it's just that Jesus, through his blood, took care of a uh, took care of us because now we are new creations in christ, Amen. and as a new creation, because God has shed abroad our heart his love, our spirit, the real you, will never do anything that is against the law of God, Amen. but you all of you is not just the spirit that's who your foundation is that's who you are but you live in this physical world and this physical world that you live in you live in it through your soul and your body You, you if you lose your body you leave in here you can't stay here no longer are you with me So in order for me to obtain the things in this physical realm that God has provided for me in the spiritual realm, I've got to walk in love in this physical realm. In other words, I've got to I've got to be able to pull from the spirit of love that's in me to to um, accommodate my mind, my soul in order for it to direct my body to walk in and live in the love that is in me. Are you with me? Yes. So, he says now, Owe oh, no one anything except to love one another for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Now, for the commandments, watch this now. You know what I think of? I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to start. I mean, I'm going to do this from the NLT version now. Listen to this. Um, Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. Okay. You, 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 you fulfill the requirements of God's law. So obviously then, the requirements of the law is still in effect. Got me? Okay. It hasn't, been, it hasn't been set aside. Still there. Okay. Now, listen to this. The commandments say, you must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not covet these and other such commandments are summed up in one commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, I would never do anything that would come against these commandments if I walk in love. Okay? And he says, um, Love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of God's law. Now, let me go to another. um, I'm going to go to the God's word. God's word says, pay your debts as they come due. However, one debt you can never finish paying is the debt to love that you owe each other. The one who loves another person has fulfilled Moses' teachings. The commandments, never commit adultery, never murder, never steal, never have wrong desires, and every other commandment are summed up in this statement, love your neighbor as you love yourself love never does anything that is harmful to a neighbor that's why you fu- you fulfill god's law because you would never do anything that is harmful to anyone else and all of the law talks about what you would do to somebody else okay And he says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love never never does anything that is harmful to a neighbor. Therefore, love fulfills Moses' teachings. Okay, let's look at uh, New Jerusalem Bible. He said, the only thing you should owe to anyone is love for one another. For to love the other person is to fulfill the law. All these You shall not commit adultery. You shall not kill. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And all other commandments that there are are summed up in this single phrase. You must love your neighbor as yourself. Love can cause no harm to your neighbor. And so love is the fulfillment of the law. Okay? Uh, I'm going to do the living The Living Bible. Pay all your debts except the debt of love for others. Never finish paying that. For if you love them, you will be obeying all of God's law. Fulfilling all his requirements. Do you see it right there? See now, here's the thing. Let me just hit you with something. Because see, when we do not fulfill God's requirement, when you go to God asking or requesting something that you have an accuser who can say oh no they can't have that uh, they did this in transgressing the law of God he take you to court he take you to court right away you're going to court you may not even know you're in court <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? You may not even understand why you're not getting what you're supposed to get. But there is the accuser who is standing there when you're asking or making a request who's saying you cannot get that because you have done something and you haven't asked forgiveness for. The blood of Christ, okay, in 1 John 1, 9, makes you right again. But in the meantime, you're wrong. And he has every legal right to make an accusation against you, take you to court, and prevent you from getting whatever it is that you, have, that you are requesting. Are you all with me? So, listen to this. Verse 9. If you love your neighbor as much as you love yourself, you will not want to harm or cheat him or kill him or steal from him. And you won't sin with his wife or want what is his or do anything else. The Ten Commandments says, say is wrong. All ten are wrapped up in this. One, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So when people say we don't have to keep the law. No, you don't have to keep the law, but love itself keeps the law. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. And, and, if you're, and, if you're, and if you're stealing from somebody, that means you're not loving. Amen. Amen. Okay. So he says now, love does no wrong to anyone. That's why it fully satisfies all God's requirements. It is the only law you need. Love is the only law you need. Okay? I'm going to read this from the uh, Message Bible. How about that? Okay. Don't run up debts except for huge debt of love you owe each other. When you love others, you complete what the law has been after all along. See, the law couldn't get it. Are you with me? See, What God was trying to get, he knew he couldn't get because you didn't have the nature for it. Are you with me? But he can get it now because what did he do? He put his own nature in you so that you could draw from his nature to fulfill his law. So we have no excuse now of not being able to keep the law. We don't have an excuse because God gave you what you need in order to keep the law. You can't say, well, I, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I I know what, I know what you said, but no, it's no, but are y'all with me? So he says, now the law code don't sleep with another person's spouse. Don't take someone's life. Don't take what isn't yours don't always be wanting what you don't have and any other don't and any other don't (laughs) you can think of finally adds up to this love other people as well as you love yourself you can't go wrong when you love others when you add up everything in the law code the sum total is love. Isn't that something right there? Yeah. Now, so the one thing then we need to work on is loving. Amen. Yep. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Now, um, we're going to go over here in, in chapter 14 and there's an illustration here in chapter 14 that is, I think, that's really great and significant, and you and you'll see how um, how this thing should work. Our biggest, I believe, that our biggest challenge is selfishness, because that's the only reason you steal from somebody. You want something for you. Um, selfishness causes you to want to have the last word. You understand what I'm saying Selfishness um, says I want my emotions to be seen and heard. I want you to know how I feel. And the only way that you're going to know how I feel is I have to express it. That's selfish. Because love is more concerned with the other person than it is itself. Don't get too much response. Okay. All right. See, we're going to have to work on that for a little bit, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> I, we, I don't know that we even realize how selfish we really are, but, the, but selfishness really is the beginning of sin. When you look back at, um, at Cain and Abel, the only reason... That Cain slew Abel is because of his selfishness. It's 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 the foundation for sin. So let's look. Verse fourteen. Verse fourteen. Yeah, I want. Verse 14. Verse 14 says, I know and I'm convinced. Let me see. Let me read this from the NLT version. I know and I'm convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus that no food in and of itself, is wrong to eat. Ooh wee! wee! Wow! Boy, you know, we got a problem with that today, huh? Because everybody want to tell you that this is not right. That's not right. Mm. And see, and see, what I read in the scripture is that when I pray over my food, it sanctifies it. It sets it apart.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's Reigning in Life Through Faith broadcast. If you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, join our encounters every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m., and every Wednesday evening for our 7.30 p.m. Bible study. If you cannot join us, we invite you to visit our website and watch
1: us live at agapeembassy.org.